everybody, welcome to Altitude Dropping. Uh, we kind of took a little time off, but we're back. Uh, we have a double review for you. So we took a little time off, double review. One of them is brand spanking new, and uh, the other album we're reviewing is a little older, about a month old. Um, so we're going to review two albums, the first one being Be the Cowboy by Mitski, and the second one is And Nothing Hurt by Spiritualized. So um, here we go. First review, Be the Cowboy, Mitski. Zach, give me a little background. Sure. Um, Mitski Miyawaki. Um, we'll call her Mitski since that's her, uh, I guess that's what she goes by. Stage name. Yeah, I guess. Um, is... Like a like a Japanese, I guess you could call her a singer songwriter, but she she kind of works in sort of like this indie pop, like fuzz fuzz pop sort of um sort of realm. Um, Be the Cowboys, her fifth full length album, and it comes like it comes at a point where she's kind of never been more visible. Her last album, Puberty Two, which came out in 2016, was like really really highly acclaimed. Um, it like, it, it even like topped a few, a few like end of year lists in 2016. And, um, you know, like it got, you know, received accolades like all over the place. Um, like the Pixies, like the alt rock, like, like Godheads basically like brought her out on tour with them. And then after that, she was actually taken out earlier this year on tour with like Lord and, and run the jewels. So like, uh-huh. You know, like like Mitski's kind of like a BFD right now, and um, and kind of like the circumstances make like to me like Geyser like the leadoff track sound like a complete victory lap. Like, like that was like my first impression of it. Listening to the song is like is like holy shit! Like this is like fucking incredible. Yeah, you know. But um, that's kind of like a little bit of background. She's she's like released um, a, a few other albums. She was like a tra- she's like a pretty like classically trained musician. Um, she has like a few early albums of like like folky like chamber popish stuff, and then um, a couple albums of like indie rock, including this one, "Be the Cowboy." Cool. Yeah. So thanks for that background. Um, and I want to make a couple quick notes uh, before we re- really kind of dive into the album. First note is that uh, lineup of Mitski Run the Jewels and Lord is one of like a the coolest lineups, but also be like one of the most like crazy eclectic concert lineups I've ever heard of. Um, so props to all three of them for putting that together somehow. Um, and then uh, the other one is that that concert that I wanted to go to um, in Columbus. I could not go, but it was like very much on my radar. I thought it would would have been really cool and. Definitely an altitude dropping um, uh, approved uh, lineup there. So um, yeah, let's 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 get into the album a little bit. Sure. So, yeah. Um, I'll I'll start I guess with kind of my first impressions of this album. So um, I think the first thing that is really really immediately noticeable is the track count and the total length. Right. So you have 14 tracks and only 32 and a half minutes which means the songs have to be very short uh, to, to kind of fit that in. So the way I've been thinking about this album as we've been kind of preparing for this podcast is these are almost like where like maybe a normal song is a novel 
this is like a novella type thing where yeah or, or like a short story almost where like i think mitsuki has had to you know kind of build these songs into a very small amount and therefore can't really indulge in what i would call like the typical song format you know you got your verse chorus verse chorus bridge that type yeah. of, that type of deal um i think it's innovative i'm not completely as sold as a lot of publications are that it was executed perfectly um but i really do kind of commend the risk maybe taken by by these short songs and i mean like i said they're all in that kind of two minute range which is which is really interesting and what i think is necessary when you have tracks like that is you have to get your point across right away Um, and i think mitski does do a pretty good job with the lyrics and really kind of um i don't want to say spoon feeding but kind of really telling you like this is what this song is about and i'm going to give it to you right now um so there's not necessarily that much digging that you have to do to get the message um so that's really my first kind of thought um that is the first thing i think of when i think about this album what about you yeah um just like a quick side note this album or this album is actually one single minute longer than puberty too which clocked in at 11 songs and 31 minutes um i mentioned before that like listening to like geyser which was like the first single and is also like the lead off track on the album like that's that's like a legitimately like amazing song like like misky's vocals are great like the song is completely huge. There's all these like laser beam sort of like guitar leads and like mm-hmm. swelling synths that are like, you know, like rising off and, and, and like this, like the strings that are coming in too. And it just kind of like very quickly like builds to this, like, like climax really fast. Um, and, and it really just sort of like, like sets like a, a really like brilliant opener for this album. And then you get into the second track, like why didn't you stop me? Which kind of like follows with this like strutting sort of like drum machine. And then this, like this, like doubled like synth and horn sort of like hook or whatever mm-hmm. that like, when I listened to it, I felt like it would like fit really, really well on like the 2014, like St. Vincent album. Yeah. Like you could have dropped it right in there and it, and it, you know what it would have sounded perfectly natural there and and then like things start to get weird like it falls into a pattern like the the tracks are like like you mentioned like really short and like i like almost like pixies ish but like i don't really think that they get like their point across for whatever reason and or i shouldn't say they don't get their point across lyrically because they do i just yeah. think that like I th- I don't think like the music is like all that interesting. I think it's like I think it's like tasteful to the point of being like wallpaper on on a lot of it. And mm-hmm. and and it's not like a completely like uniform disappointment, but like first impression listening through like so- something like Henry who you know comes on the podcast every so often said about like Pusha T's like Daytona was that like like he listened to it and it like it left him like wanting more and this is kind of like the opposite side of that coin where like I listened to it and it left me wanting more but like not in a good way yeah like not like oh my god like give me more it was more like like where's the fucking rest of this mm-hmm. you know what I mean like like I keep like coming back to like the like the Pixies like compare like comparison just because like i feel like the pixies did stuff like this all the time Mm -hmm. but the pixies were able to take like 
a song that was, you know, a minute and 45 seconds and pack more, you know, pack enough into it that, you know, you pack like a four minute songs worth of stuff into this. And I don't really think that a lot of the songs on this album do that, or at least I didn't listening to it um, initially. Yeah. And I think you made a good point when you said that lyrically, I think this is a successful album. Um, I think Mitski does a really good job of storytelling on a lot of these tracks, I think Old Friend is an example where I come back to a lot purely for the storytelling, maybe not so much for the music. Um, Me and My Husband is another example that I've really enjoyed. Um, I think I think those are both kind of like real sweet, maybe not even necessarily like pure love songs, but like songs about appreciating other people. Um, but I but I get what you're saying. A song like um, A Pearl uh, is, is a good example where I think that song really does start to build up and re- reminds me a bit, uh, maybe, of like the Lucy Dacus album that we reviewed earlier this year, uh, to a degree where you have kind of these, you know, kind of big guitar parts, and you have like it builds up to a larger scope. But like you were talking about, whereas um, an artist like the Pixies maybe had fully fleshed out the idea, and I think the key is ended it correctly. I think this one kind of almost cuts off. Um, and, and, that's, and a lot of tracks are like that. Yeah, that's not like necessarily like a problem. Like I said, like the Pixies did that all the time, and like, and like another album was like the Thundercat album from last year, which mm-hmm. like we I re- like I think you and I both really liked like that sort of like cut and paste, like you know throw all these like weird song snippets and moods and ideas mm-hmm. kind of like in, into a pot and see what comes out on like a full length album. But like I I just feel like so much of this is is like disappointing. Like you, you listen through and like, I totally agree about songs, songs like me and my husband, a song like lonesome love is like a, is like a nice sort of like folky, like, like country ish, like, like acoustic track. But like by the time you get to like nobody, which, which is like, which I have like a big problem with like the mix on this album too. In the sense that like, I don't know if maybe it was just like, you know, the vert, like, like the, the file for this album that I was listening to, but like, I like, like geyser and like, and like nobody were mixed like so much louder than the rest of the album. Like, like to the point where you'd have to, like, I used to, I would have to like, like turn the volume down like two notches when like those songs were on and then turn it back up when like every other track on this album played. I will say, I will say just to quick interrupt you there. I will say that the beginning of geyser is noticeably louder and I'm not sure why. I don't know if this was an artistic decision or not, but I will agree that that, that in particular um, was something that always caught me off guard. And it's like, like listening through it. It's not that like it really, like, like I sort I sort of was able to kind of like sort of like get through these songs and okay like sit there and be like okay you know that was nice but like I wish that like gave me more you know okay this song was nice too but I wish it would give me more okay this song is nice like and and then by the time like you get to nobody like this sort of like head scratching and like like amusement like like turns into like full on like disappointing and like like nobody's like the biggest like offender for this like like pitchfork fucking like wrote the song up like a motherfucker and like spin loved it too. And like, and like, I don't know why. Cause this song sucks. It's like, it's this like disco pop thing that like, that like builds up and like 
promises you this like big disco climax and then just like deflates like the second it hits the chorus Mm -hmm. and and like given where it is in like the running order for this album with like with tracks like lonesome love and like me and my husband that like run up into it and then like it's also like before like several like pleasant tracks like afterwards like like washing machine hard is like a is like a track comes to mind like it kind of just like is the biggest example for me on this album where like 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 it's such like a slight album that like like again like so much more could have been given on a sonic level that maybe would have lent like Mitski's lyrics which like touch on a lot of like like middle class like discomfort and like Mm -hmm and and sort of like like middle class romantic discomfort like in in particular like could have given them like so much more like weight and made them more like affecting or like like devastating or whatever like for Mm -hmm. me and and like i just i just never really like aside from like a, a handful of tracks on this i never really like i would always like fall short of that i would always like you know be left like grasping for something you know yeah um, I, what I'll say about kind of like the sonic aspect of a lot of these tracks, um, I think in reading kind of maybe quotes or, or interviews or uh, just kind of snippets from what Mitski had said was their intention uh, when they made this album was that they wanted the vocals to sound kind of singular. So there aren't a lot of backing vocals on this album at all. Um, and what that leads to me to be hearing uh, when when I listen to this album is that Mitski's vocals are relied upon to create hooks. And I think what happens is that can be successful, but on a track like Nobody especially is one where I think it does, it does fall a little flat sonically because you're relying on her voice and her voice is fine. Her voice is quite pleasant. Um, but when the hook doesn't work, it's almost like, it's almost like an SNL sketch that, that isn't quite making like, creating laughs and you're just like you almost just uh, get uncomfortable because you're like this you know this kind of doesn't work yet they go the whole way through and they finish it out um and so i i noticed that a lot that um that mitski relied a lot upon her vocals um to kind of create the melodies um, and I think it did work sometimes. I think an old friend, which I, again is another sweet song that I really notice every time it comes up more more so than some other tracks. Um, I think it does a really good job. Um, and then you know, I, again like a song like Nobody is one where I maybe don't love it as much. Um, I do like when the guitars come in and kind of provide that that difference. So I really do like the 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 kind of heavier parts of geyser and the heavier parts of a pearl. Um, and then, and then, you know, even, even tracks kind of closer to the end, like pink in the night, I think has a really sweet guitar part too. So, um, Zach, what do you think about, uh, you know, kind of maybe the vocal melodies? I mean, I, I, I'll kind of disagree with you in the sense that like, I don't think there's that many like vocal hooks on this album. Okay. Like I, like I just, I just find like, so like this so, like this album like has its moments but it's like 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 a song like a pearl like old friend like like come into the water like we i talked about how like i just really think nobody is like one of like one of if not the most like deflating ch- like centerpiece track like on mm-hmm. an album i've heard this year sure. like 
like blue light like i just find them like kind of just like completely hookless and like again just there just kind of like drip like kind of just like taking up space in my headphones when when like clearly like the lyrical aspect of them is there and and that's like what makes it so like disappointing is like is like the lyrics are there and like and the arrangements are all like there they're all super tastefully done but it's like with almost like this kind of like clinical like academic sort of way like like you're like it almost seems like Misky's just like with a lot of like the sounds on this album anyway if if not like the lyrics which i which i kind of like will agree are you know pretty brilliant like kind of just like trying to like bang out like a bang out like a you know a short like assignment for like some sort of creative writing class in college that mm-hmm. like you're you're just kind of sitting there and trying to get it done rather than like you know and and sure it's like perfectly like capable and perfectly you know competent but it, it doesn't like particularly move me all that much I did um, think I did think about how some of this felt like um, like when you procrastinate too much on an essay and you just write as much as you can, you know, between the hours of like two and four a.m. Yeah, like like I kind of like you talked about how like the songs like like feel like some of them like cut off and like it kind of like you know like some some bands like like my like a lot of like hardcore bands and like and like even the pixies who we like we keep coming back to like right. like would do that in sort of like a confrontational manager or excuse me like manner but like to me like the it scans like on this album as like Mitski kind of like ran out of like places musically to like take to like take the songs you know what i mean yeah. when <sighs> it's just kind of how i feel you know no, yeah, I, I get that. I, I I disagree with some of that. I like I like I said, I think the the vocal hooks are occasionally really successful. I will agree with you on nobody that I think especially as like a second single on this album, I think maybe it leaves a lot to be desired. Um but but I think there are a lot of melodies that I really enjoy listening to and I think that in what is maybe a bit of an economic economical album i think that that some of it is is really successful i think um some of it does provide a good backdrop to what we have definitely agreed here on that the, that the lyrics like do a good job and serve yeah. the purpose and obviously those are the driving factors on this album um do you think do you think that this is a step forward uh kind of treading water maybe even a step back in her career as a whole <sighs> It's it's tough for me to say that it's like a complete like step back or even that she's treading water because like you listen to like a song like Geyser, like Geyser's one of like the best songs she's ever done in her career and honestly like one of the best songs to come out this year. Yeah. Like I can't I can't emphasize how much like I really like that song as much as I'm like as much as I'm like it might seem I'm like shitting all over this album and like I kind of am, but like like, like Geyser is like an incredible track and like and like puberty too, and and like it, like bury me at Makeout Creek, which was the album like prior to that, were kind of like soaked in distortion, but kind of always like you could always tell that she she kind of had like the like the really like good like a arra- like ear for arrangement, and like mm-hmm. she obviously had really good lyrics. So it's like so cleaning up her sound wasn't necessarily like a bad move. I don't think it's necessarily a step back. I kind of just think that like maybe she like on like the next album she could like actually like flesh out some of like some of her songs yeah a little bit more 
you know, like, I don't know. Maybe it's, I'd say it's like a step forward and like probably like a step forward lyrically and mm-hmm. like, and like, and like a lot of ways, like a step forward sonically. I just kind of think that maybe like she didn't have quite as many like ideas musically as, as um people like are making this album out to like have yeah i guess and and like and like maybe maybe like the critical reception maybe i'm reacting to like the critical reception of this album more than i am to the actual album which isn't like really fair to mitski at all right uh, i'll admit yeah you know um but like i i kind of wonder in the sense if like people like i mentioned how like why didn't you stop me which is which is probably like my second favorite track on the album behind guys are like sounds so much like a St. Vincent song. And I, and I wonder kind of if like people like listen to that, like St. Vincent album, mass seduction from last year and kind of like, like don't like it quite as much anymore. And now like are saying like, okay, like we really need somebody to like fill this, like sort of like quirky, like art rock, like art pop, like whole that St. Vincent has kind of like left doing like, like real pop stuff now and like this Mitski album came around like per- at like precisely the right time. So may- maybe like take everything I'm saying with a grain of salt in the sense <laughs> that like maybe I'm reacting to like the like the breathless like reviews of the album more than the album. But I feel like everything I'm saying about the music kind of is fair enough also. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, I- I'll say that this is a a definite step forward, but not a huge step forward. Um, so I think it's definitive, but not significant. Um, and and what I'll say is I'll, I'll kind of echo a couple of the things you said. The lyrics, I, I think Mitski's always had pretty good lyrics, but I really do enjoy the storytelling on this album, and I think we're in agreement on that. Um, I will commend the risks that were taken on this album with the shorter tracks, and when it's successful, I think um, here at Altitude Dropping, we have generally commended brevity and so i will continue that trend and and commend the brevity when it is when it is good um although i will say sometimes um i i agree with you i think sometimes it does leave a little bit to be desired um and so and so i'll say yes a a step forward for sure um but but maybe not as big of one as we would have expected coming off of puberty too um so zach i would like for you to give our uh, a rating for this for this album sure um i guess if i'm gonna give a rating i'm honestly gonna probably give it like a 5.4 like i think there's enough on here that i like that like half of this album is good i think geyser is legit geyser might end up like a top 10 like maybe like maybe like top like six top five song of the year for me like i like that out like i like that song that much um there's plenty of other stuff on here that i like um, however, like the thing I want to come back to, like the point you just made is like, we generally like commend brevity. Mm-hmm. Like, I think what I commend in brevity is in the sense that like, we've listened to a lot of albums that kind of just like stuff extra tracks in and kind of like, like sort of like elongate a lot of songs where like, maybe like they didn't like, they ran out of ideas. So they just tried to like stretch out the idea that they had like way too long and i think this album is kind of like the opposite of that in like a bad way where like it didn't have a lot of ideas so it kind of just like presented some like half-formed ones Hmm. and and then called it a day um 
like geyser why didn't you stop me me and my husband lonesome love washing machine heart these are really like lovely songs these are songs that like i still keep like in pretty regular rotation even after like i'd already like formed like done my whole like write-up and notes and everything for this like review but like the rest of the tracks i kind of just find either completely forgettable like i i really like think like especially like a lot of the tracks after like nobody are completely like are complete just like just like like fade into the background and are unmemorable and like like a song like nobody completely sinks this album in the middle it's just so fucking deflating in a way so Mm -hmm. like i it's not that i don't like the album i think like half of it is like really really good and really really accomplished i just think it's really overrated and um i guess make that what you will uh, so we, I forgot to ask you favorite, uh, and least okay. favorite song, but I bet it's geyser and nobody. Um, sure. Yeah. Geyser yeah. favorite, nobody least pretty, favorite. That sounds pretty uh, accurate. Picking up what you're putting down on, there. On, on that one. Yeah. Um, okay. So I, I'm going to go and I'm going to have a bit of a positive spin on this. I, I do like this album. Um, I think it is good. Um, I think maybe I think it's better music more so than like that I really really enjoy listening to it um for a little bit of background on that we kind of decided to review this album at the same time we decided to review the Ariana Grande album and every time I had the choice between the two I picked the Ariana Grande one so while I think this is good music and I think it's successful um it's not even necessarily my cup of tea even though it maybe feels like it should be um Zach I totally agree that I can hear St. Vincent in a lot of tracks, and I feel like uh, like Year of the Tiger is, is a track that I come back to when I listen to Why Didn't You Stop Me, and so like um, I can I can hear that. I hear I hear a bit of maybe Lucy Dacus, like I mentioned earlier, in A Pearl, and you know of course there's Pixies influences that come through. Um, overall, I think. The music is successful in the quick storytelling, and I think that occasionally you do kind of wish for, want more, wish for more on, on a couple of these tracks. Um, my favorite track is also Geyser. I really, really like that track. Um, but honestly, a close second is A Pearl, and I know, Zach, you weren't necessarily crazy about that song, but I really do like that one. Um, my least favorite track is Come Into the Water, which is right before Nobody. And usually with like a minute and 30 second track, we would kind of like not even consider that for like a least favorite track. But with all these tracks being so short, I think that makes sense. Um, there are a couple forgettable tracks, like you said, Zach. So, you know, with the with the fact that it's 14 songs and I can't and 32 minutes and I can't tell you what a couple of them sound like. Um, kind of brings it down a little bit for me. Uh, all, all in all, I'm at like a 7.6 on this album, where I do think it's good, and I think it's good music, but yes, I, I, I do agree with you that I think uh, maybe the critical reception is a little bit overblown. Uh, so there you go. There you have it. That's our review of Be the Cowboy by Mitski. Uh, in just a sec, we're going to talk about And Nothing Hurt by Spiritualized. All right, we're back from the break, and we're going to talk about the new Spiritualized album, And Nothing Hurt. And if you uh, had tuned in for Classics Week, you will know that we have talked about a Spiritualized album. That would be, ladies and gentlemen, We Are Floating in Space 
um, go back and check out our 97 Classics Week episode if yeah. you want to hear about that. Um, so that's kind of a little uh, teaser for Zach's background on the band. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> um, Spiritualized are, are one of, I guess, I guess my favorite bands. So, so I'm... Um, I'm a big fan. I'm uh, really pumped to kind of like be able to do this album review, I guess. Um, Spiritualized is ba- is basically this like space rock sort of like psych like psych rock project of of Jason Pierce, um, aka Jay Spaceman. He he was um, originally in this band called Spaceman Three with with a guy named Sonic Boom who has gone on to like produce albums for like MGMT and Panda Bear um and Ariel Pink and like um they were like this really influential like psych rock band and then they like you know split up and Jason Pierce formed Spiritualized and he put out like he started out putting out like to like an album in 1992 called laser guided melodies which was like this really good like sort of like dream poppy album like really gauzy um it's held up really well with time um pure phase came in 1995 and then like ladies and gentlemen were floating in space kind of like up like up the ante considerably in 1997 that's like his magnum opus it's like his sort of like like one of like like the big like like touchstone like breakup albums of of like the past like uh, like 20 or so years it's you know just like stuffed with with you know like like drone and like noise rock and free jazz and like like elvis interpolations and 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 like classical strings and 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 shoegaze and it was it was this really like big sounding like really like emotionally heavy like one of like the really big triumphs of like when bands were like just recording 70 minutes of music just because that's how much time fit on a CD. Um, that album, like for reference, like got the enemy album of the year in 1997 with like mm-hmm. topping like OK Computer and yeah. <laughs> and like er- like Urban Hymns by The Verve, which had like Bittersweet Symphony on it and like like Blur's self-titled album and like like a be here now by oasis like all these like really huge albums and like like that one was at the top and to be honest like spiritualized kind of went into the wilderness for a really long time they never really they didn't really make a good album for like 15 years after that like let it come down came out in 2000 and was like even an even more like bloated like just like completely like filled with largesse sort of like album like they had like a hundred different people play on it and it just like collapsed under its own weight amazing grace sort of came out and was like this like attempted to strip it back and take like jason pierce back to the garage and it sort of just didn't really work um songs in a and e which came out in 2008 had like a had like a really enjoyable single on it soul on fire but was kind of just like this forgettable album that jason pierce made like in the hospital while he was like diagnosed with double like bilateral pneumonia and like like actually like clinically died twice and like you get to like sweetheart sweet light in 2012 and like that's like finally when jason pierce like broke out of it and made like this really really charging like vital music again that maybe like if not didn't like top ladies and gentlemen certainly rivaled it 
Um, and you know, he made that album after he came out of like chemotherapy too. Like his doctors are thanked in the liner notes, but like we, we get to kind of like, and nothing hurt, which, which is like his first album in six years is also like supposedly his final spiritualized album. He's talked about how he doesn't really like, having to like do this just because you listen to spiritualized albums and there's so much packed into all of them that you can easily see how much work it must be to like make one of them. And he kind of just says like, he doesn't feel like dealing with it anymore. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of, you know, a yeah, relatively long winded background, but yeah, you know, quick note, 97 was a crazy year for UK rock music. That is nuts. It's like, it was, I hadn't even really, I guess, maybe thought as much yeah. about that, but that is a that is a ton. Um, yeah, so so that's that's a that's a really good background. Thanks for that. And of course, you are the spiritualized expert um, between the two of us. So I'm gonna kind of be relying on you a little bit for background on, yeah, sure. You know, maybe how this has progressed in in the music and 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 that type of thing. But I guess what I'll mention before we get started is spiritualized to me is one of those bands where you go on wikipedia and you look at like the the, the color-coded timeline and there's like and, one constant and like jason it. pierce is the only constant member right yeah. right and and there's there's tons of bands like that um but it's it's almost like it's his project right yeah, there have yeah. been there have been consistent members of this band um but really when while, you when you yeah, think about but... it um you know this is this is his project he's been there from the beginning so um, you know, a lot of this, I'm pretty sure he does most of the songwriting, right? Yeah, he he com- he completely composes, does all the songwriting. Like, Spiritualized is Jason Pierce. Right. And then he just brings in other people to, like, flesh it out, whether it be other, mu- you know, other musicians, other guitarists and bass players and drummers, or, you know, bringing in however many gospel choirs he wants to, like, throw on, throw on his songs mm-hmm. or, you know, bringing in the string sections and all that. Like, that's – and the horns and whatnot. Like, this is, like – Right. Like saying saying like they don't really make them like spiritualized anymore like is would like imply that they like ever really did in the first place and like like spiritualized really kind of are like a singular entity in a lot of ways and especially like the fact that it like comes from like the like essentially like the mind of one guy has always kind of like blown blown my mind sort yeah. of yeah. So I, I, you know, good background. Um, and when you said a hundred musicians, were you was that an exaggeration or was it actually a hundred? No, it's like Let It Come Down in two thousand had I think over a hundred like different studio people on it. Pretty cool. Like, yeah, it, but it's it's like literally painful to get through. <laughs> I'm serious. Yeah. Like okay. Um. So first impressions. Give me give me what you thought about listening to this album. So a perfect miracle, which is like the first song in the album and was also like the first single I, I really, really liked. Um, I found it like a bit like gooey yeah. in the sense of like, it was like really like doe eyed and really like, like legitimately affectionate. And like, you think back to like other, like spiritualized, like either like spiritualized like lead singles like hey jane off the last album was this like nine minute like like kraut rock like burning like really like really like hot like sort of like heated sort of thing and like 
like like soul on fire is like this really huge sounding song and like i like the perfect miracle a lot it kind of was like this really succinct like um like one song sort of like everything spiritualized does like crammed into one thing right you have like the like the sort of like tremoloed guitars and like like the gal like the gauzy sort of like guitar tones from a guy who who doesn't credit people with playing guitar on his albums he credits them with playing like the make and model of guitar on his albums like and and like initially it like but like initially listening through like the whole album it really disappointed me in the sense because like spiritualized albums have always like overwhelmed me when I'm listening to them, whether it's like with sadness or with noise or with free jazz or whatever. And this album didn't like, I kept waiting for it to come and it, and it, and it didn't come. But like the more I listened to it, I kind of like decided to like judge it, like judge the album I was given rather than like the album I wanted. And mm-hmm. once I kind of like recalibrated the expectations, I started to really like it. Um, I, I kind of like, was able to like get into songs like I'm your man, which sort of like I'm your man. And like, like the road let's go are kind of like almost like Wilco, like esque tracks, like uh-huh. sort of, sort of like laid back. Like I could easily, I could very much see like a band, like the war on drugs or Kurt Viler. Like I said, like Wilco, like, like what the war on drugs are like, have like stated like the spiritualized, like influence them kind of directly that like, I could really like see them like, see those songs like fitting into like mellow mellower portions of like those people's albums um i kind of a song like on the sunshine like grew on me tremendously with like this kind of like i kind of just like got this image of like like teenagers like hopping into a car like on a friday like after school lets out and just like kind of like going on a joy joy ride which is pretty good um like first impression i like really really didn't like it just because i felt like it was kind of like perfunctory and just like like way too laid back, but it definitely grew on me as time went on. Yeah. I, uh, you know, I agree with a a fair amount of that. Um, my first impression of this album was that it was maybe a bit all over the place. Um, in terms of like, I find a perfect miracle and I'm your man to almost sound like rom-com soundtrack songs, you know, you know, to a degree. And then there's tracks like, like on the sunshine is a good example. Um, uh, the morning after is kind of this like almost eight minute kind of noisy, uh, not quite folky, but has like a lot of different instruments and they kind of just yeah. make a ton of noise. Um, there are elements of what I think are folk music, but like you know, kind of upbeat folk music kind of coming through here. So it was really all over the place. Um, and something that I that I kind of kept thinking about listening to this was. It was it was it was good and it was it was decently enjoyable, but it felt like how you kind of like are excited about like a veteran baseball player who's maybe having a bit of a renaissance year, and like you almost like get nostalgic about like what this person used to be like. That, yeah, and, that's I mean, yeah, I, I know exactly what you're saying. Yeah, so that's kind of how it felt to me, and and when I put it in that context, it's almost like. This is this is good, but in the context of like maybe it's good because it he spiritualized used to be like this amazing kind of innovative band, and I I listened to this and I and I was thinking to myself like if you told me this album came out in 1999, I may I probably wouldn't be all that surprised. Where I don't think this like like pushes any genre or anything like that, and I think I think it's good, but I think it's maybe a bit of a rehash 
on, yeah. on previous music made. I mean, I'll agree with that. I kind of am a little bit more forgiving of that with spiritualized in the sense that like it might kind of like follow like a spiritualized like blueprint, but to kind of like to kind of like dock spiritualized points for that and not dock like bands like Beach House or or something like that. Like because like like I get like I like I kind of like said earlier, like whether you like spiritualized or don't like at Austin Riddle, like you literally, <laughs> you know, like like even he would probably tell you like nothing out there really sounds like they do. Yeah. You know, and, and if he comes back and like listens to this and, and disagrees with me, then then like fine, like whatever. But like I kind of like I'm I'm more forgiving of that. I kind of was like worried like you like you kind of like described a perfect miracle and I'm your man as like as like rom com esque and like that's definitely like something that like bothered me initially mm-hmm. in the sense that like you listen to like you listen to like songs like like the closing track off of Sweetheart Sweet Light or like you know like, like something like Death Take Your Fiddle or like like a lot of the early stuff and like it's like it's super like like sad and like lovelorn for sure but again it's like so emotionally overwhelming that like you like you couldn't put like any of those songs in there like like henry like henry like like jokingly said that like we were listening to like broken heart i think on the way out like a drive out to pittsburgh and he broke he like jokingly said like yeah this makes me want to like jump out the car and like end my life like like this stuff is so depressing Uh and like that's another thing I picked up on is like this is probably the most optimistic sounding like spiritualized album that's come out like since since their debut in a lot of ways uh-huh. you know which is which is like a pretty interesting sort of like last album like trick that they've you know or, or conceit that they've come up with and maybe that coincides with the fact that this is the first album that Jason Pierce has made in about you know, a decade and a half that he hasn't been dealing with like a life threatening health condition. But, you know, yeah, that's, that's a good point too. And I, I I will agree with that. I think it is optimistic and it is nice to hear. And I think the message behind this is nice. I do think maybe that gets pushed to a fault at times. Uh, You know, and we'll, we'll bring up the beginning again where it is a little gushy. And I think like, I, is that ukulele on the first track? Yeah. I absolutely roll my eyes listening to that. I I thought it was cool. And like, I, I kind of like, I'm at, I like, I like a perfect miracle, like a lot in the sense that like, I, I, I like the sort of like circular quality of it. And like, like, I, I thought the ukulele was pretty cool. I thought it was like humanizing in, in a way. Yeah. You know, um, I kind of feel like, like, I like that ukulele is kind of like bringing in like fresh air as opposed to like the morning after, which I just think is like completely turgid Mm -hmm. and, you know, so like, I'm more forgiving of that. Like I, it's super gushy and like, like definitely like kind of like straight into like rom-com sort of like fair, but like, I never would have thought like spiritualized whatever go there and like do it as well as they did like on a perfect miracle in particular yeah it's not even necessarily a terrible song or even a bad song it's just it's uh unexpected and you know i think 
you, you said earlier, like, whether or not you like spiritualized, and I think maybe it takes, like, being a fan of their music to kind of buy into that. Yeah, I mean, maybe. Um, we talked about The Morning yeah. After, and I think that's probably the most notable uh, track on this album. Um, so I, I think we should maybe get into it. Um, yeah. It's, it's you know, over seven and a half minutes long, and it... Which honestly, which honestly is kind of just like mid-level length for spiritualized, given that they ended, ladies and gentlemen, with like a seventeen-minute track. Right, so. right, and I, you know, I, I don't even necessarily think that that's the key, but like it's it's certainly the longest track on this album. Yeah. Um, and I think what what gets me is, you know, there's 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 like a beginning, and then there's this big jam session in the middle, and I could really be forgiving of you know kind of the noise that's brought into this track if it went somewhere and i felt like it sounded like it was going to end a bunch of times and it never yeah and it never did and a lot of times when tracks like that kind of play this trick they build and there's like a next level that you hit and it felt like they were trying to get to that next level but kind of just like were on a treadmill and stayed and stayed in place and i was I was yearning for like like a build up or a change up and I thought that they never really changed enough to make it like worth like the the runtime. I had always felt like it was just like like long and noisy in this big jam session and it sounded like they were having fun but it was just like just for the sake of it rather than to like really send a message or anything. Yeah, um the morning after, I think, is the worst track on the album. Like, I, I, I just, I like a hundred percent agree. Like, that it's, like it, it's like seven. It's like almost eight minutes long. It feels like double that length. It, uh-huh. it, it really just like get like gets nowhere fast. And like, it's easy to contrast it with something like with like on the sunshine, which is like the other like big sort of like like burning like, like you know like Stooges and Hell sort of like like song like spiritualized have done like a bunch of times over the course of their career and then pulled off like have pulled off you know probably more than anybody else but like 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 for whatever reason like the momentum just doesn't hold like yeah isn't able to like keep going and and you just end up like whereas like the noise freak outs on something like ladies and gentlemen like felt felt like transcendent and like again like overwhelming and mm-hmm. like 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 this sort of like kind of is just annoying to mm-hmm. me yeah. and and like honestly like kind of feels out of place especially with like like a lot of like the more like clear-eyed sort of like um like happier like maybe more like polished like songs on the on the rest of the rest of the album like a perfect miracle sail on through yeah uh you know you know the prize like it like comes to mind is on the sunshine a track that kind of like does something similar to the morning after yeah it does it does pretty much the exact same thing um that does one, it way way better yeah in my yeah, opinion. yeah i yeah i was i was almost positive that was the track and yes um that track on the sunshine i agree does it better and you know what that one reminds me of it reminds me of like early arcade fire um yeah where like, there's a lot of different instruments and the sounds are really fresh and like you said about like how the teenagers like get in the car and drive on like a yeah. like a like a bright sunny day it there's like that level of optimism and that level of like um kind of like almost like youthful joy 
that I that I kind of think in my mind when I think about like the first or the first two Arcade Fire albums and that is the sensation I get listening to that track and I really really enjoy that that is that is I think a really really nice moment on this album yeah like I I just kind of like like I think like the problem with like the morning after is like it sounds like a really bad like like blur imitation in a lot of ways like with like this kind of like like chorus that like that like it feels like you have like ankle weights on and you're trying to like jump when it's like getting into it that like mm-hmm. that like in the mid 90s like you know like damon albarn wouldn't damon albarn excuse me like wouldn't have had a problem like leaping into that sort of like horn like blasted like like sort of like chorus but like like on the sunshine kind of like sticks in like jason pierce's like wheelhouse like he like he lets like he he kind of like he doesn't really get like a big sort of like chorus he kind of just like rambles on in that sort of like velvet underground like like sort of like early pink floyd way and like he he lets like he lets like the instruments around him like do a lot of like the talking as well which is always like a big draw for like spiritualized albums and i think like the morning after like doesn't doesn't really do that like you know like you, you don't listen to spiritualized necessarily to like hear like you like you listen to it to hear what jason pierce has to say but not necessarily to hear what he's singing and like i think that's like the big problem with like the morning after is it places like he places like way too much um on his shoulders at like in like the sense of being like a vocalist as opposed to like all the other songs on this album yeah all right so let's close this guy out um i'm gonna go first i'll give you my i'll give you kind of my synopsis uh favorite and least favorite tracks and uh a rating so I do think that this album is is a nice album by Spiritualized. I think that um, fans of the band will find things to enjoy, even if they don't necessarily enjoy the whole product. Um, I'm not nearly as big a fan of Spiritualized as you are, um, but I do like their music. Um, and I really did like when we did uh, Ladies and Gentlemen um, during Classics Week. So, you know, coming into this, I... I did have some kind of expectation, but ultimately I think what this album feels like, not necessarily musically, um, but but kind of in spirit is like that David Byrne album from earlier this year where you have kind of like this icon who has made really innovative and really kind of cutting edge stuff. Um, and it's just like a little disappointing and sad to see them kind of past their prime. And the baseball analogy I made, um, I think stands up pretty well. It's almost like watching Matt Kemp's baseball season this year where (laughs) he started out real strong and it was like this, this good story. But now kind of by the end of it, you realize that Matt Kemp is like 36 years old and never going to be the way he was. That's like really harsh. (laughs) I I mean, no, him, he was an all-star this year. So in, in that sense, like, um, I think there are moments where you can be very optimistic and very, and really really enjoy um, what what's happening on this album. But ultimately, like I said earlier, it does feel a little bit aged. As as you know, if I told you this was like a cutting edge album from '99, I'd believe it. Um, I do think there are really good tracks. On the sunshine is my favorite track. Um, it and it again, it sounds like the the early arcade fire. It's what I keep coming back to, and and what I mean by that is. 
I get that kind of like this glowing optimism and kind of like um, this this feeling of like youthful exuberance uh, on that track, and I really enjoy that. The morning after, which we have dwelled on for a little bit now, is my least yeah. favorite track. Um, and ultimately, like ultimately, this album was one that I that I wouldn't be like excited to go back to, but like if it were playing, I wouldn't be upset about it. And so that's why I'm going to put it right at the like 6.2 range where it's, you know, it's good. And for people who are a fan of, of this band, I'm sure they'll like it um, enough. Um, but for me, it's just not exactly my taste. Uh, so what do you think, Zach? Um, so listening to it, like I, I kind of was like, I, I definitely think it's like the cleanest sounding um, spiritualized album they've like they've ever done. And maybe like the fact that he like recorded a lot, like composed and recorded a lot of it like by himself, like on onto like a laptop, maybe like accounts for that. But um, like it's all, it's also like spiritualized shortest album they've ever done, which maybe makes it a little more accessible to people. I think there's like kind of like a lot of like potential for like people who don't really like spiritualized to like, like this album a lot just because it, it is like stripped back. And I think it does kind of like play to like the NPR, like crowd on songs, like on like songs, like perfect mirror, perfect miracle. And like, I'm your man. And, and like, even like let's dance, like on the sunshine, even like, um, I'm kind of, like, reminded of, like, another, like, sort of, um, like, final album, uh, which is, like, Avalon by Roxy Music, which, again, was, like, the cleanest sounding thing that, like, Roxy Music had ever done and, like, was, was kind of, like, like, scoffed at by people as, like, sounding sounding a bit too smooth and a bit too like adult contemporary in a lot of ways but like has kind of like come around to like being held up as like one of if not arguably like their best albums and like i i don't know if like and nothing hurt definitely like gets to like that level but but i think like the analogy definitely works um i think like like a lot of the tracks are just like really cool. Like we talked about on the sunshine, like damaged is like a, it's like a song that I think has like this really awesome sounding, like guitar solo in the middle of it. Like, like I think like Jason Pierce definitely hasn't lost like that sort of like ability to like sculpt like guitar fuzz better than like anybody like out there. Um, the morning after is not a good song. I think it's probably probably it's, you know, easily the worst song in the album it's completely turgid but like like stuff like like sail on through if like that's kind of like the capper on spiritualizes career you like jason pierce has kind of like said it is then like i, I think it's definitely worthwhile i'm probably sitting at like an 8.0 on it and like maybe that's like indicative of like my spiritualized like fandom or whatever but like i do think it fits in really really well and fits in favorably with a lot of like wilco war on drugs wild pink like pine grove like type shit that's come out over the past couple years and and like kind of like does it in like a more badass way than like a lot of those bands you know including like in moments like the war on drugs like maybe does so i think it does hold up um it's probably like still like a second tier spiritualized album at the Mm. end of the day but um overall it's definitely like an album that people can get into i think even if you're not like a super fan of the band yeah cool yeah uh did we mention the album cover yeah oh dude like literally my opinion probably the best cover art i've seen this year yeah 
And I really like the like, Morse code. There's Morse code yeah. in, one of, in one of the tracks. I think it's the last track. Uh, sailing through. Uh, yeah. I, I picked up on Morse code, and of course there's a Morse code there on the cover. It is a really cool album cover. Yeah, Worth like, noting real quick. Um, yeah. All right. There it is. That's our review. And Nothing Hurt by Spiritualized. Give this one a listen. Um, you know, kind of on both these albums, we had a little bit of a different opinion. So um, kind of let us know which one you agree with uh, for, for both of them, really. I think that would be good and uh, and interesting to hear. Uh, so there you go. And Nothing Hurt by Spiritualized. And before that, Be the Cowboy by Mitski. We will talk to you soon. Mm-hmm.